Well, good evening and welcome to the Psychic Cop Shop. I'm Mason Knight, and of course, with me tonight is the techie with the most, Techie Joe. Hello, hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we're late, guys. Yeah, we got to do something really different for us. We got to go watch one of um, my cousins play volleyball. So, mm -hmm. you know, it has been a while since we've had spork in our life, and, you know, Yay, sports ball! Sports ball. Um, baristas did get to see a few pictures of that, but the trip back was a little bit longer than what we thought it was going to be. So we're oh, sorry yeah. about being late. Oh, yeah. No, so it could have been worse. Like, we did turn around at the one road that was, like, closed down that, like, we could have taken to get home. But, mm -hmm. like, we would have had to have waited for a pilot car. Yes, or a cattle truck. We're not sure which one they were calling it that night, but... Hey, you know, it was Feville, uh, you know. It was, it was. Hmm. I don't know. It kind of really brought back to me some of the uh, things that we thought was. Well, I thought, you know, you will never sit on bleachers again in your life. Well, this is now twice sat in one month that I've sat on bleachers. Um, Wait, when was the first time we sat on bleachers? Didn't we have to sit on bleachers or something at the Lewis Center when I got my booster? No, you had chairs in the middle. Now, in the middle of like a, um, a, uh, they were chairs, but in the middle of a, uh, uh, right. Gymnasium. Right. Yeah. No, you were really liking the space though. You were like, we need to book this for stuff. Yeah. It's a really nice space. I'm quite sure we can book it and it'll be a good thing. From when we return to normal times. Oh, yeah. So only one bleachers. So only one bleachers, but in two gymnasiums and one that, you know, is a community center. So we might be able to do some things up here. I don't know. It was really weird yesterday. Okay. You know, no Facebook, no Instagram. Oh. No WhatsApp. It was kind of nice, too. Like, mm -hmm. it was weird, but it was kind of nice. No, nothing happened. Well, nothing really happened. It was just one of those, like, yeah, yeah took a little bit getting back. Yeah, sometimes we have to keep delaying. Yeah. Like, we really try for 930, but sometimes the universe does not work with us. No. Like, no, you're starting at, like, 10 or 1030 or... Right. And it's like, okay, we will get here as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. We do, we do. Yeah. So let's talk about this because what's coming out is a lot of data information. This is kind of your department. They're saying that their internal systems jammed at the data center. 
Um, I like <laughs> to have an outage that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something horrific happened. There's mm-hmm. no way around that. Right. Um, and given a lot of the problems that people were reporting after everything came up and kind of the way they handled the, you know, it came back up, um, you know, like the things they were reporting and the way Facebook actually talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a pretty critical like system fault. Right. Um, because you do have to remember that Facebook is compri- comprised of like 30 some thousand plus servers. Right. Um, it, it's, it's not just like the server singular right. had a problem. Right. Um, this is a large collection of, indiv- uh, uh, of a multiple server right. system, um, with multiple servers doing different things, all working together to create one experience. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, and well, Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, as well as uh, log in with Facebook, right. because all of those functions were down. Right. Um, that that's pretty critical. Yeah, because um, Facebook is saying that the root cause of this outage was a faulty uh, configuration change when an engineer doing a routine maintenance issued a command, which unintentionally took down all the connections to our backbone network essentially disconnecting facebook data center globally our system is designed to audit commands like this to prevent mistakes like this but a bug in the audit tool did not properly stop the command facebook detailed in a blog post tuesday these changes can completely disconnect our server connection between our data centers and the internet and that Mm -hmm. totally lost connection causing a second issue that made things worse yeah now what was even more interesting to me is their bigger problem was they couldn't even access their own building well yeah there were reports that people were having problems with building access people were having and that's kind of an eat your own dog food moment Mm -hmm. um which to some degree you know i appreciate companies that have that it's hilarious when it happens Mm -hmm. when when you're running your own stuff and your own stuff like borks your day right um it is it is funny um it's also very frustrating and it's very much an egg on face kind of moment um like well, and see, this is what I understand happened. Basically, this occurred, but see, Facebook has internal systems like their phone, their email, their badge system. Everything is controlled by this data center that basically got unplugged from anything. So right. they couldn't well, get into their offices. They couldn't get to their computers. They couldn't even get to the server room to fix the problem. Right. Well, yeah, and I'm sure this is a moment in, like, hi, you need some redundant systems Uh um, that that you have better direct access to, um, or you need a secondary means um, that you test and keep, you know, functional at all times. Right. Um, Because this almost sounds like there was a wait while someone figured out where the hell the actual keys were. Right. Like, to, to be blunt, it sounds like someone had to figure out where the real keys were. Right. Um, because I'm very doubtful this was a, you know, like, 
giant spy movie kind of moment where the only way into this room is the one door that does the one, you know, that's hooked up to a computer system. I highly doubt that. I'd say there's, you know, there, there's, there's kind of a secondary means of access. Right. What you run into in a lot of automated um, um, office places that have automatic doors that are keypad based or whatever a lot of companies forget where the health keys are. Right. Like it, it becomes one of those things. Them. Right. Because they even could not use their phones. Mm-hmm. Their, the, the company issued cell phones for company communication. They had to use their backup personal phones. So they were getting emails from like a Yahoo address. They were getting emails from Gmail, not at Facebook.com. And then they're getting phone calls from numbers they don't know to their personal phone. And it's like, how did you get this number? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, it's one of those situations that, like, that's bad contingency planning. Right. Like, you, like this is unfortunately, like, when we've talked in the past and when you hear other, you know, organizations talk about the words disaster planning. Mm-hmm. This is a disaster that you're, any company can face. Right. How the hell do we operate this building? How the hell do we do our jobs mm-hmm. when core critical things go down? Right. You know, this could have just as much been a lightning strike or a helicopter crash or some, you know, horrific situation mm-hmm. um, that directly impacted that data center and took that data center offline. Right, but it also generally impacted a lot more than just that. Mm-hmm. It generally impacted other businesses that make mm-hmm. their money on Facebook, on Instagram, you know. Oh. And it was really weird. And here's why it was weird for me. Because I, you know, for years, social media marketing people have preached, choose three, choose two platforms and focus on those. Right. Well, I've already always ditched that information. I am everywhere I am on Twitter, I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, I am on YouTube, I am on TikTok, I am on WhatsApp, I am on Instagram, for that reason. You know, if something else comes out that's actually interesting, I'll hop onto it. These podcasts are on every podcasting network we can locate, connect into, RS feed into, for the same reason. Now, we experienced this when we were over on Blog Talk Days and our servers couldn't handle us. Right. Um, and, and that did create some massive issues. But we've even had our own moments where, yeah. like, an internet outage recently cost us being able to do the show. Right. Well, a double utility failure. Yes. Um, now, that's something we could disaster plan around. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's one of those things... We love doing the show. We want to do the show. But at some points, we're just going to go, you know what? We're, we're, we do our best. Mm-hmm. Um, like double utility down. Now nah, we got nothing. Yeah. Like we're just going to be like, see y'all later. Right. Um, you know, and Shannon suggests Discord. I'm going to make another suggestion. It's where we move to. Um, and that's Mighty Networks. Um, 
Mighty Networks gives you a lot of things you can do. Mighty Networks interlinks with a lot of things, but it also gives you the ability to go around things and, and run your own groups within your groups. Right. And actually, Ashley was asking earlier today as well about Discord. Right. Um, and I'm sorry, Ashley, I didn't get a chance to respond to you. I kept meaning to come back to that, but I just, the way the evening went. Right. <laughs> um, I drove. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, looking at it, really, because we turned our Discord off because we thought the baristas wasn't using it now we got two of them telling me they love it well or potentially three three yeah today was just a day <laughs> uh -huh. yeah i was now i was a little more with that on like friday if y'all were here <laughs> like i had it friday oh hello louise hello louise um but yeah no it's just but no disaster planning is a really important thing it is very much what happened here was a failure to if they had an uh, an adequate plan for this event um it obviously did not execute properly so they learned a lot mm -hmm. um and that plan will be changing Oh, and I um, think I they may be what we see happening with other places that they have backups. Well, and, and realistically, backups are great. Um, but sometimes what happens, especially with massive production systems, mm -hmm. is that it, some, like, you do need some redundancy for things like building access. Mm -hmm. um, but moreover, actually having a fully operational backup that you could deploy mm -hmm. would probably have taken longer. Right. Well, no, um, what I'm talking about is, you know, I know one company I work for, they have servers in like five different locations. The redundancy is ridiculous, but they're able to, if one goes down, big deal, everybody else is, you know, they're able to switch over and divvy it up. Well, but the kind of problem that they're talking about is one that would have probably taken down multiple locations. Mm -hmm. Because what they effectively did was execute a command right. in a configuration that propagated quickly through the entire network. Mm -hmm. and became something that it's like, oh, crap. Right. Um, you know, didn't mean to do that. Right. Um, and you know that employee that, that fat-fingered or whatever they did has got to be sitting there like, I'm having such a horrible day. Well, you know that they're going to be going, oh, hell, Mark is coming in from Norway he wants to talk with me. This is not good. Well, and, and it's not that, and again, even though you have error control systems, right. um, you can still run into situations where you just, no one thought of that. Mm -hmm. No one thought to check for that. Right. Um, and again, it's a learning situation. You, right. you, you take that information, you roll it forward, you fix it. You know, it's part of a continuous improvement plan. 
Mm -hmm. um again it's kind of funny um sort of like when it was to someone to some degree hysterical when i sent out letters to a bunch of people in a previous job um that told them they owed no money that that was our settlement offer was no money um because i misinterpreted the way a field worked Mm -hmm. and it was it was one of those things in hindsight, I really should have thought about it a little harder. Right. But it was also one of those moments where I interacted with the field, the way the field was labeled. Right. And what made the most sense to me. Right. Um, so when I typed in five, or I think it was like a 40% off. So when I typed in four zero point zero zero. I thought I was entering the correct amount for that field to do a 40% settlement offer. Right. Um, instead, what the letter vendor was looking for were for the last two digits, you know, the digits after the decimal um, is what they used to compute with. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no banding um, on that field. There was no minimum maximum um so it let me put those numbers in there and then the letter vendor had gotten to a point that they just looked at the last uh the two digits after the decimal and they had no error checking involved Uh so they took the amount of the um the the balance on the account and multiplied it by 0.00 and without error checking or paying any attention sent out like 2,500 letters uh-huh. um, that said your balance is that we will settle with you for $0.00. And zero, zero cents. Hmm. How'd that work out for him? Oh, that became fun. Uh. Um, because that turnaround, that, that was egg on my face. And I'm sitting here going, but there are so many things that went wrong before I screwed up. Um, so I just kind of like that. I took that one on. We put, uh, some minimum maximum on that field, um, so that you couldn't go over one or under 0.001 or 0. Uh-huh. 0. Uh, yeah, 0.01 was as low uh-huh. as you go. Um, so you could do a 1% settlement or you uh-huh. could do a 100% settlement at most right like you could not again oh yeah people love that letter we had a field day we had to resend a whole new letter that said we're sorry for the error blah 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 um that was a mistake yada yada but yeah we had a bunch of people that they got smart with it some people called in some people mailed in a check for (laughs) 0.00 Oh, yeah. People got creative. I don't know. I think that your best story there, <laughs> and I'm using this as a stall, is the dude that paid his bill in pennies at the office. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, no. We, 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 we got creative things over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our least favorite were people who mailed in cash specifically. Mm-hmm. That was really annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, what, 
and I'm not saying anyone should do this, but um, you, you really want to tick off someone in payroll, glue your dollar bills together. Oh, they can get them apart. It's no one's favorite process. Mm -hmm. Like, they will collect the money. Right. But, yeah, it's really annoying when it's like, you know, $25 and it's, you know, two tens and a five glued together. Uh-huh. With like, and then the like 15 cents or whatever glued to that. Yeah, it's, mm, that's a bad day for everyone. Except you. Oh, yeah, not me. I'm IT. That doesn't have a keyboard. I can't fix it. No, I'm talking about except the person paying the bill. Then it's fine. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's petty bitchery. Yes. All right. So, in other lovely news, here's the top five shortages as of right now at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Which means it's a trickle-down effect. If it ain't at Walmart, it ain't much place else. Beef. Pork. Chicken. Juice. Snacks. What's your thoughts there? Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, that's where we've been at for months. We switched yeah, over snacks, to seafood. Snacks is a new one. Juice is a weird one. Yeah. Juice is, to me, juice is a weird one. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I did notice the last time we were in, it, and I was basing it on it, or the last, you know, time I went into a Walmart. I was basing it on, it was Sunday and back to school and blah, blah, blah. Um, I just figured it was like, okay, everyone shopped on Sunday for the school week. Right. And they just got, you know, Plague of Locust mm -hmm. out of like all the like, you know, K-8 fruits. Right. Like all the things you pack in a healthy lunch. Right. Um, or unhealthy as it may be. But yeah, yeah there's yeah. a weird... I mean, the meats make sense. I get that one. Like, right. meats are a multitude of, well, I mean, granted, everything anymore is a multitude of components being moved from place to place to place to place to place. Mm -hmm. Cattle, however, I can really certainly understand. Right. Um, or, or poultry, et cetera. Just mm -hmm. because there's multiple stages, both in like the sale of an animal for slaughter, the slaughter of an animal, the packaging of an animal, the distribution of an animal mm -hmm. on, you know, right. Like it, it's, it's a little involved. I can understand that when we do have a trucking problem right now, well, um, not even trucking, what it is is processing. No, no. Well, we still have processing issues. That's very true. Yeah. But even on top of that, we still have trucking <clears throat> issues. Yep. And Gatorade um, would fall under juice, Sandy. Oh, does it? Yes, it's considered juice. I don't know how, because there isn't a bit of fruit in it, but it's juice. 
I always thought it was, well, I still count it as a sports drink. Right. It's not juice. It's not soda. It's in between. It's a sports drink. Right. So that's where I'm at with that one. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, those were the two top things on my list. What was on your list this week? Oh, God. I didn't even get a chance to slow down this week. You were talking to me this morning about something. Oh, God. I don't even remember what. Like, that was days ago. (laughs) It feels like days ago. Yep. Um, I believe that... I'm going to go into this one. Kerry Clarkson was awarded the $10 million ranch in the divorce. For those who don't know, Kerry Clarkson has been currently going through a divorce. The divorce is a problem. Um, And before this, she sold both her mansions. The 10 million one in Tennessee, the 10 million one in in, uh, LA, and bought one in uh, Montana for 10 mil to move everybody into. And now at least she gets to keep that one, although I don't feel like she'll keep it. I bet she puts it up for sale and goes and buys one in probably LA where she's at most of the time. Yeah, that would make the most sense. Yeah. And what's weird is this Blackston, which is uh, Reba McIntyre's son, um, is, you know, he's gone after everything. He's copying his daddy is what he's doing. Um, Completely copying his daddy. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, you know, she he doesn't hurt uh, Reba dirty, too. Okay. The father? Yeah. Well, I, like, I haven't kept up with a lot of celebrity divorces. Uh-huh. Like, I I don't know. I try to turn a blind eye to anyone's divorce. See, like, I, just, I sit there and learn. Do I know? I sit there and learn. Like, it's research for me. Why is it research? Like, I, no, sorry. I think divorces are just ugly in general, even if you're broke. <laughs> like, I think especially if you're broke, divorce is ugly. Um, <laughs> just, you know, well, like that moment well, when you have to figure out how to come up with the money just so you can get rid of the asshole, like, that's bad enough. Right, but it's like Reba McIntyre having to learn where her finances are. Like, she didn't know how much her water bills were. That's scary to me. Um, like she was shocked about water, power, and electric when she had to start writing because you know she lost her manager and her husband at the same time because of course the husband was managing her. Right. She didn't know what, how she hadn't wrote a check in almost ten years. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Well, but it happens, and it happens in a lot of couples. It's not just celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of well. Death and divorce mm-hmm. um, can can bring home real quick to people that, hey, you might have been really reliant on your spouse right. um, to do certain things. Right. And I think we all end up in any relationship kind of having that moment where right. someone just does a thing. Like, they're, they're good at it. They want to do it. They... Uh-huh. You know, it, it makes more sense for them to be the one who does it. Like, whatever. 
Right. And then in, the other spouse is like, oh, you know, I, they did that. They took care right. of that. They they managed that. They, you know, it happens. Exactly. Like, I mean, I like, <laughs> since we've been together, you had been really good about doing all the laundry. And I, you know, yeah, I went to the laundromat with you a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a moment there when I stepped foot back into the laundromat recently where it's like, it's not that I don't know how to do this. I know how to do this. It's just, it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I haven't had a lot of experience with the like quad loader, tri loader, whatever mm-hmm. big machines, um, and like this whole one, two, three, and a flower. I only know what one of those means. Um, so I like have to stop and pause and think it through and figure it out um, because the last time I commonly used a lawn like a laundromat situation was back in college right and that was the old quarter slot loader mm-hmm. um that granted this laundromat has but it would probably cost us like 200 dollars to do our laundry um <laughs> like if we had to do one machine per yeah no it would, yeah. it would kill us um but no there was just this whole moment where i was like okay you know how to do this you've done this you know mm-hmm. how to do this right get it together yeah um and so yeah yeah and you know clothes have come back you didn't mess up too bad so i guess i can leave you to do that i did not burn anything i now one of the machines or maybe two of the machines kind of didn't get happy with the detergent pods right but what most likely happened with that was they got you've got to throw them in before you throw everything else in so that they get dissolved in the water. Hey, I put them in last. I know. Like, it worked 80% of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> 80% of the lives did not have a problem. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, but it's been interesting for me. Because I'm used to managing the house on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now I've turned that over to you so I can do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but laundry was always, like, because, yeah, it was mostly the college laundromat, like, laundry room experience. Uh Uh-huh. I think, like, maybe once or twice I drug myself out to a laundromat. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't that, or, well, now my first apartment complex did have a stupid little laundry room. And frankly, I think I would have re- rather have just worn dirty clothes than use it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was a scary laundry room. Yeah. Um, like it was one of those that like was an afterthought situation. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, the ceilings are like seven foot tall. Uh-huh. And like none of the lights really work and half the machines don't work and no one ever fixes anything and you just kind of wait to die. Right. Like it looks like the laundromat of a horror movie Correct. or a uh, laundry room of a horror movie. Yeah, it was basically there. Um, but no, the second apartment, I actually rented a washer dryer 
um, and had that in my apartment. Right. Um, like, yay for hookups. Um, but, yeah, it has just been a while. Right. It had been a long while. It had been. And just, like, and again, I'd gone with you a few times, but it was more so, like, you know, we were working in tandem. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I... I don't want to say it wasn't paying attention. It's just, it wasn't like it had been a while. Right. And it was just like, I know how to do this. I know I know how to do this. Yeah. And it's just getting used to it. Well, it's just, you know, getting the brain to kick over on it. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. It was just like, come on, you know how to do this. Right. Um, But yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, and it again, it wasn't like I had never done it, so that helped. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like you know, laundry mat, you know, equipment had changed drastically. True. You know, it, it's not like the process had changed drastically. Right. Um, you know, but I'm always reminded of like the coworker I had that as he was going through his divorce, mm-hmm. he suddenly realized he'd never done a deposit. In his entire, like, make money, put money in bank, spend money in bank life, mm-hmm. he had never actually done a deposit. Right. And he was just looking at the form like, I have no idea how this works. Right. Like, explain it to me. And I had a moment when he asked where, like, my brain glitched. And I went, well, what do you mean you don't know how to do a deposit slip? Mm-hmm. Like you're older than I am, like not by much, just like a year or whatever, but enough to like kick my head over, going, "Wait a minute, how do you not know how to do a deposit slip?" Right. And it kind of, I didn't really say it like that, but it was one of those moments that kind of slipped out, mm-hmm. where it was like, "Wait, what?" Right. And he's like, "I got married." Like, I was with my girlfriend in high school. We went to college together, and we got married the minute we graduated. Right. I've literally never had to do this. hmm Okay, let's go through what all the lines mean. That one can be a little complicated. Now, what says about Microsoft rolling out 11 already, and should our users be even looking at this? Um, yes, welcome to uh, October 5th. Uh, Windows 11 just got released. Um, as for should our users be looking at this, I, yay, um, one, always give a new release for Microsoft, uh, or a new version, at least a little time to, to get on the ground and running. Um, that mass deployment is always a little, um, Right now, I'm not seeing anything that technically screams um, rush out and do this um, or buy a new computer so that you can. Um, A lot of people will possibly have or will probably have uh, major issues trying to get there Mm -hmm. Um, because Windows 11 brings out some new requirements that not a lot of computers are meeting. Right. Um, typically what happens with a new version of Windows is it has a major overlap on older hardware. So that like if 
you know, what we would have been expecting is if Windows 8 would run on it, if Windows 10 will run on it, then Windows 11 should run on it mostly. Yeah. Like, there should be a very small group of computers that it's like, eh, it's not really a good idea. Like, it'll do it, but you don't want to do it. Right. Um, is what we should have, or what most would have anticipated would have happened. Um, the re new requirements are such that a lot of people are going to struggle to get there. Um, trusted platform module um, is a interesting requirement in and of itself and mm -hmm. it's requiring i believe 1.2 at bare minimum mm -hmm. a preference for trusted platform module 2 um though then again their requirements have been all over the place sometimes you have to double check me um because they've gone back and forth right as to what the hard requirements would be um, but effectively you would want to, if you're starting without trusted platform module, um, right. which for some other boards, for some systems is an add on you can do, mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, not an expensive add on, right. um, but at the same time, it's one that a lot of people don't have. Right. Um, the other problem that we're running into is Microsoft really limited um, the number of processors that it was compatible with. Right. Um, and that's even a problem here with the, you know, our systems. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> a funny thing happened. Um, so, was, And that's why I've been taking a second to answer, Ashley. No, I haven't seen it yet. Not officially. Um, not installed it and seen it yet. Um, have not gotten to play with it um, because I have a double requirement failure mm -hmm. um, with trusted platform module um, because that's not even part of my $400 motherboard. Um, nor do did my like really expensive processor um, that goes into that $400 motherboard um that's not even supported right um so i'm looking at at least i believe seven to eight hundred um to get my big system up to the point it can even think about it right. hey joe's mystics well that just seems weird to say sorry i run a company that has part of your screen name in it it was very interesting and my name's joe uh <laughs> Well, you know, the New York uh, police have, well, the FBI has raided the New York police um, sergeant union's office and the union president resigns in the same day. What do you think's up with this, Joe? Um, That one I'm not sure on. And I do want to say, um, so Joe's message, if you're to get a question answered, you will need to include your date of birth month day and year um and we do have uh, at least one other question coming in now uh, i don't even know what to make of new york um i i don't know what to make of that situation at all mm -hmm. um 
I have been hearing a little bit about it. Um, so they're supposed to be investigating themselves at this point, right? No, the FBI is now investigating. Oh, them. now the FBI. Okay, cool deal. Yeah, the FBI is um, under current investigation. Doesn't say what the ongoing investigation is. They've not released what they're going after, but they took boxes of stuff. Like they pulled up with minivans and boxes. Like they're moving the office out. Well, and that's not really surprising. Um, there have been a lot of, at least, character assassinations mm -hmm. in the New York Police Department for many, 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 many years. Right. Um, going back decades, even. Um, that it's a system that has not well policed itself. Right. Um, that has not always acted with integrity. Right. Um, that has often done a lot just to save face. Right. Um, that really is not the police department the people of New York deserve. Mm -hmm. So, understandably, um, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know what to make of it, though. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch this case go out. I'm wondering if they're going to try it under racketeering. Ooh. That'd be very interesting. Yep. When your police department is an organized criminal entity. Well, that's what they normally get people on is not paying their taxes. Well, there's some of that. Yes. But All yeah. right, we got some questions up here. Yes. Uh, let's take those on and then we'll go, then we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next. All righty. So I think up first is Ashley. Ashley. Yes. I'm just double checking really quick. Yep. And that's actually a question for Sonny. Okay. Um, so 8-29-91, is Sonny going to get a CDL? If so, when? I feel he does get his CDL, but I feel like you're looking at at least first of the year. Right. He has to get the health under control, and he has to pass everything. Okay. All right, and the second one is actually also from Ashley and for Ashley's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 92971 mm -hmm. is... AZ, faithful, and will he be a good boyfriend for her? I feel he's faithful, very physical, though. I think he'd be a good boyfriend, but you're going to have to set your boundaries with him. What you expect, how you expect it. Like, you need to have just blunt conversations and not beat around the bush, because that man does not get subtlety at all. All right, so we'll go over to Joe's Mystics, and then we've got more coming in from Ashley. Okay. Um. So Joe's Mystics, two fifteen ninety seven. What's coming up in my life? Am going through a tough time, and recently left a toxic domestic violence relationship. I'm sorry, you had to, but you had a really bad relationship. Let's take a look here. I think you're going to take some time to be alone. Get yourself in order before you start dating again. And I really feel like you're going to have to step forward on your own here. And I feel like when you do, that will probably be about six months out. It'll be a, a much better situation. 
Um, financially, I also feel like you begin building more um, during this time that you're leaving your social life alone. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And then moving back over to Ashley, if we want to go ahead and knock those out. Yep. We're going to knock Ashley out in her viewing party. All righty. So an actual Ashley question for Ashley. Ashley, 2696. Is this week more productive than last or better at least? I feel it's better at least. I also feel like you're starting to find your system to get things going. Okay. Um, sure, Joe. Go ahead and drop in your question. Yep. Um, just make sure to keep including that birth date. It really does help. That way we don't have to scroll. So Sandy has a question. Yes. Um, Sandy, 11-1956. Will I be having surgery soon? You know, Sandy, I feel like you do, but I'm looking at it being like, first it's two months and then it's moved into three. And I feel like that's just the range, probably two to three months before you'll be having it. Okay. okay. All right. And then Ashley asked a non-reading question, which I think is a great one. Um, did y'all see the FBI is looking for fake vaccine cards now too? Yep, they are. It is a federal crime. So that falls within their jurisdiction. Absolutely. Like, that's going to... Like, yeah. the fact that people are faking something you can get for free just by doing the thing. Right. Which, you know, I was really surprised because you know that we were in the stand. So, you know, old boy here couldn't help but hear the loud conversation. Um. <laughs> beside me over this and i would have thought with it being a red state in a red area in backwoods west virginia that oh and we were in the back of beyond yeah we were on back of beyond you like know. we passed grandma's house like 15 miles back in the over the river and through the woods yeah backwoods yeah so continue so I thought it would be, you know, you know, because they were talking politics and, you know, current day shit. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes pipes up and says, we apparently, the, one couple knew the other couple. And apparently the men knew each other and the women didn't. Okay. Um, and the men are like, we were in the army. We got, you know, shot for everything. I don't see what people are making a big deal out of this of. Um, and the women pop up and goes, yeah, it's just another dang shot. And I was like, okay. Well, though, I, I think sometimes you also have to take into consideration the room. Yeah. We were at a volleyball game. True. Like, that's not high up there on the, the redneck sport. Depending, honey. I mean, that okay. area. Well, yeah, true. But, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it was really interesting hearing it from the other side of the, you know, from the other perspective. And they're like, yeah, I just don't get it why people are making such a big deal out of this. Get the dang shot. And, you know, I was like, okay. So I kept listening. And they were talking about, like, schools and how the sports have been shut down. And they've got to get their scholarships done. And this is what, you know, puts their kids in school. And 
because they were defending our poor playing children. Um, well, they're, they're kids. Yeah. Like these, these were kids. I know, but and, you know, but it was almost like they were sitting there discussing business, and I'm like, how in the world does high school? Well, this is even high school. This is middle school. Medical yeah. sports be so serious. Well, just thinking it through. Yeah. It, like, it, it's not hard math to do. Right. Like, I, I still feel really bad for the kids who lost their senior year. Yeah. Like, I really seriously do. I think we all do. I Hopefully, most of them understand that, like, this is an unfortunate, like, thing that had to happen. Um, there for losing that year. Um, just because it, well, and then the way it turned out even. Yeah. Like, and the way it's going right now. Yeah. Like this would have been last year. Yeah. But not for the school shut down. Right. Um, so Yeah. Yeah. I still hate it for those kids. I know it was a rough year and I know it meant a lot of challenges to a lot of people. It, and especially especially our, our school kids. Right. And for those exact reasons, like sports and scholarships really do help pay some of the bill. Yeah. A lot of the bills. But no, they were discussing like, you know, do you go with OSU or have you heard from this one? And I'm like, this is middle school. Why are you even looking at scholarships and in middle school? I mean, do they have to plan that early? Like, I know that we have an auctioneer system for kindergarten. People move for kindergarten. But have we gotten that bad into school that kids have to figure out what they want to do in middle school and begin, like, applying for scholarships and shit back then? Or, well, not necessarily applying, but more so thinking on those on that level. Yeah. Like, they, they started that before I graduated. Like, we got hit with seventh grade. You needed to be figuring out your career now. You're right. And that's, yeah. It's the new normal. Like, you're planning your uh, extracurricular activities. Uh-huh. Like, if not necessarily looking like for scholarship and applying mm -hmm. you're at least looking at those schools and what kind of candidates are they taking right and you're trying to gear this kid towards taking the right classes making sure that they are in the right extracurriculars that they're doing the right things mm -hmm. to make them as appealing to that school um as humanly possible right like it's a little scary it really is that's insane like we didn't think about college or what we were doing until at least freshman year of high school oh no it was seventh grade like i didn't quite end up doing what i planned mm -hmm. um but close i didn't like, no, i should still I... be on the nurse's floor well see two things happen uh-huh um, one, I, I did correctly declare what I wanted to do mm -hmm. in terms of, I ended up technically saying computer science. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately for me, 
my older than dirt guidance counselor didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and she thought it was something there in line with like, you know, garbage collector or, you know, sanitation engineer or, you know, um, car mechanic. Right. Um, so she, um, apparently, <laughs> by the time I got to high school, what she effectively did uh-huh. to, to that point. Um, was she divided her students um, that were assigned to her into two groups, mm-hmm. those going to college and those who were not. Right. And the ones that were going to college, she actually worked with and gave a crap about. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of us were pretty much left to fend for ourselves because she thought it didn't really matter anyway. Right. You know, you're going to go be a juvenile delinquent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, not worth her time and effort. She's old and tired and didn't want to deal with this crap anymore. Right. To, I mean, really sad, really ugly, but I kind of, I, I would really hope I would never get to that point in like that career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could understand how someone might. Right. Um, unfortunately for me, because she didn't understand, I have, was picking classes on my own and trying to figure this out until my senior year, um, when, which was after she retired and I got a new guidance counselor who went, what the hell? And just right. like me in and went, okay, what, what damage control can we do here? Wow. Yeah, it was a wild experience. Yeah, it was also a little trip because I had gone to this school because they offered a math class I needed. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird we're looking at it and how much it had changed. Like, I expected us to be in one room. We were in another that didn't even exist back then. And I'm like, and it's an elementary. Yeah. I will say the schools are getting better mm-hmm. on, on some fronts. Right. Like, I mean, I went, well, I went to an elementary school that's now like a hundred and some years old. Um, I, it, seriously, and it's still one of the jewels of the state. Right. It's a beautiful old building. Right. Um, but that said, um, we had a very gorgeous theater. Right. Like lovely auditorium, um, but no gymnasium. Right. Like we were stuck in the cafeteria. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if it rained, we went to the cafeteria and did PE. Right. Um, and the school, at least at the point in which I was there, um, had effectively gotten to a point it had outgrown itself in number of students. Uh-huh. So they kept adding outbuildings to accommodate more students. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was getting very weird. Right. Um, you've got this big, beautiful old building, and then, like, we're shoving kindergartners into trailers. Right. You know, that's where it started. That's where I started. And actually, for me, kindergarten was a half-day experience. Mm-hmm. So there were effectively four kindergarten classes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was one teacher with an AM class and a PM class and another teacher with an AM class and a PM class. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of little kids. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think that the schools are that big anymore, um, as we see in a diminishing <laughs> population. Well, that's kind of the weirdo thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that Princeton went on to build a K-3. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's now a Princeton primary school. Right. Um, that, I, hilariously to me, is right behind my high school that I graduated from. Right. Um, and it's a yet another big, beautiful new building. Right. Um, or as beautiful as new construction can be. Um, but it's a lot larger than you would imagine. Right. Um, like it's probably all combined about the size of the K six right. um elementary school I went to. Right. Like it it's pretty sizable. Right. And that's um, understandable for it to be pretty sizable. But no, I was just shocked at these parents because it was like they were discussing jobs. Mm-hmm. And their students' stats and all this other stuff. And I'm like, it just blew me away because, again, you know, granted, I graduated early with extra stuff and all that, but I was not the normal student. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, not the everyday student. These are like the everyday. Well, but it's the new normal. Right. Like, it really is. It's the new normal. Yeah, like weird. and a lot of your athletic students are now doing ath- like the age of the dumb jock is kind of going the way of the dodo and the dinosaur. Right. Like the kids playing sports like this isn't typically their one and only good thing. They're like the one and only thing they're good at. Right. Um, many schools have a lot of high requirements for academic performance to be able to play sports now. Mm -hmm. Um, on top of a lot of the kids in sports are doing it geared towards scholarship. Yeah. Like, you know, mom and dad have kind of pretty much said, I can't even begin to afford to pay to, for you to go to college. Right. Like, have you seen what the projections are? Right. Um, so we've got to work towards things that get you money. Right. You know, I just find it sad. You know, I'm glad that mine is doing sports and, you know, some shows may be delayed because I'm going to games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send pictures to our break room, but absolutely, it's just like, really? Don't get so serious. Enjoy this time. Mm-hmm. Well, to some degree, yeah. To some degree, no. It's the yeah. new normal. I hate to say, keep saying the new normal, but it's the new normal. I know. Like, it, and especially in a digital age. Right. Like, these kids are under a lot of pressure. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Right. Like, don't get me wrong and sit here and think I'm, I'm saying that all this is good and these kids need to be, like, serious professional students at, mm-hmm. like, 12. Right. Like, no, I think at 12, you should still be screwing up life a lot. Right. Um, because that's a learning thing. Right. Like, you know, stop demanding perfection would be my ideal. Right. Like, you know, let's let these kids screw up and learn some shit. 
Um, but at the same time, um, no, most of them aren't afforded that anymore. Right. That's not what they get. Very much so. Okay, so we have a question. I just have to track it back down. Yeah, that was a follow-up from Joe's Mystics. Yes. Um, so Joe's Mystics 21597. Will Chance get karma or receive the same energy back for what he did to me and the trauma he caused? So I'm assuming Chance is a person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. He will get karma upon karma. He asked for it. He done the action. Karma will be delivered in his own time. Um, and I feel like with that own time thing, it gets a little eh. Because sometimes karma takes forever to hit people. And when it does, it may not matter to you. But it matters and hurts them. Yeah. And a quick add-on from Joe's Mystics to what we were just talking about. Uh, yes, you do have to plan this early. And literally before I started high school's, they already had decided which type of classes I was going to take in high school. And they started my college classes ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where we've been headed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ashley's mother-in-law has a couple more questions. Okay, let's go for it. All right. 929.71. Is Ralph really wealthy enough to provide for us as a couple and maintain a luxurious lifestyle and is he actually wealthy all right i'll be really blunt with it simple answer is no and bullshit Ooh. Ooh. like i think he's feeding you a pipe dream and a half honey ouch All right, and Ashley's asking about where something is. Oh, yes. Um, so, Ashley82696, where is Baby Guest's birth certificate? I'm driving myself up the wall, uh, watching and searching. I feel it's inside of a big book. So, not the family Bible, but a big book like that. It has other pictures of um, other mementos. And you put it in there because it just made sense at the time. Okay. Understandable. So Sandy has a comment here, and this is the change of schools over time, really. Um, They didn't have kindergarten when I started, and I went to a three-room school, grades one to eight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When I started kindergarten, we there were two kindergarten classes in a school by themselves and one cafeteria gym between it. Oh, there may be... Oh, oops. Did I misread there, Ashley? Well, Mr. Rich isn't rich. Okay. Um, well, and then we answered the one for AZ. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Or do you mean your follow-ons? One was for Ralph, and you actually wanted to know if uh, AZ was also wealthy. Yeah. See, both of these I feel are working glass. Okay. So, a lot of fronting, not a lot of behind it. Right. Like, all front, no bankroll. 
Yeah, that's the hard part of it. Yeah. Oh, so. Frumpy Dump is no longer listed on Forbes, y'all. What is it? Frumpy Dump is no longer among the 400 richest people in America. Oh, too poor for Forbes. Yeah, he is lost. Dun, 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 dun. Thanks for playing. Yep. Oh, sad. Yes. Yes, Ashley, the orange man. Yep. So I'm sure he is highly throwing a tantrum tantrum. I'm quite sure that, you know, his mistress turned wife um, is having to, you know, cuddle him and give him a bottle. Um, according to Forbes, his net worth is no longer in that top 400 people in the United States. Well, it is an eternally changing list. Some people are high enough up that they really don't slide far. Right. Um, but then there are people like him that honestly, I think probably should have never been on the list to start with that. A lot of it was probably overinflated. Right. Like, I think there was a time he could have been on the list on his own merit. Right. Um, and I think that time was before he divorced the first wife. Right. Um, because here's the facts. He appears to have to pay, have paid none of the principal on Trump Tower's mortgage of a hundred million coming due in 2022. And he, if he loses the dispute with the IRS over the 210 refund, he could owe the government more than a hundred million, including interest of the original amount. And he appears to be responsible for loans of 421 million which is coming due within four years. Wow. That's a lot of money. That is, quick well, mapping it, $621 million. Right. And you also have to keep in mind a lot of any of Trump's wealth at this point, How, right. however little or much it may be. Like, I'll just put that out there. Right is all tied up in land, land development, land management mm -hmm. of some variety. Right. Um, like there's a lot tied to construction. There's a lot tied to occupancy. There's a lot tied to, um, and, and that is retail and residential. Um, there's a lot tied to just property itself that mm -hmm. hasn't been developed yet. Um, right. All of that together is not that great right now, even though the value of property is up. Right. Um, at the same time, if you're holding a lot of financed property, because right. fundamentally a lot of these deals right. that he is in are effectively kind of a future thing. Right. As in your you're going real negative up front uh -huh. and then you're supposed to make your money later when all these payments have come due right. like somewhere right before that you get the big giant checks right um and a lot of what he's been doing and a lot of what the banks have been pissed about him uh, or pissed with him at is he's really fucked with the numbers right um severely to 
undervalue what he has for tax purposes mm-hmm. and overstate what he has for loan purposes. Right. Um, so no one's had a real picture. Right. Um, but even the banks that he's dealt with, he's defaulted multiple times. Exactly. Um, yeah. They're not happy with him. Um, he's really having a struggle right now um, trying to get funding, which is the lifeblood of any developer. Right. If you can't get money in, then you can't do the things to make money. Right. Like, it's pretty straightforward. I think this is more so he's caught in the situation in which everyone just wants their money and to be done with it. Right. To be blunt, that's where he's at, is everyone wants their money and to be done with him. Right, because the, he's claiming $8.5 billion, but Forbes is checking the documents going, mm, 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 maybe, maybe $8 million, but you owe more than you're worth, and that's coming due in four years. So we may see a lot of supposed Trump stuff being sold at foreclosure. Well, or auctioned off in a, any form of uh, of that, right. as in you know going through bankruptcy, going through foreclosure, you know. Right. And see, the, and what people do not get is this is why he was so trying every which way he could to get into the presidency for another four years because that would delay him being responsible for the debts. Had nothing to do with his ability to be president. Nothing to do with his desire to serve. Right. Well, and I think moreover, the hope was to shore up some of those businesses. Right. Um, take a few more bribes. Mm-hmm. Really don't think he planned on a COVID-19 experience. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think he probably could have cleaned a fair amount of this up before he left office, but for. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there there's yeah. Um effectively he pulled a very long con mm-hmm. that didn't pay out at all. Um yeah. Much like most of Trump's investments that are not land based. Right. And even some that are land based. Do keep in mind he managed to fail with a casino. Well, he managed to fail with a casino because he wasn't working it. His first wife was working it. She managed that. Like his first wife, I have a lot of esteem and attention to. That woman put in the effort, put in the work, built Trump mm-hmm. from the ground up. Like she used to put her child in daycare, hop on a, a helicopter, and fly to Atlantic City to manage and be there 12 to 16 hours to manage a casino. Right. And she's a hard businesswoman. Trump didn't know how to do any of that. Well, for the most part, Trump is basically everything he was raised to be. Right. He was raised to inherit money and let someone else play with it. Right. And live off the dividend. Right. Um, Where he fundamentally screwed up is he thought he had a business acumen. Right. Because in an era in which, you know, 
fundamentally, you got to look at most of their uh, of that first marriage. Mm-hmm. Ivanka. Yeah, it occurred in a time in which no one thought they were listening to her. Right. They more so thought they were listening to him. Right. Because she, I'm sure she was smart enough in that time period to prompt him. Mm-hmm. Go talk to this person. Go tell them this. Go do this. Right. And he did it. And that got him a reputation that once they divorced, he couldn't uphold. Right. Suddenly, he became really bad at business. Right. What I find interesting is she is supposedly richer. The Melania. She is at a hundred million dollars net worth mm-hmm. again and owns like parts of newspapers fashion design like she has got her hands in so many pies it ain't funny do you think that she'll maybe will uh let him get away let him get <laughs> a, 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 a uh, alimony payment or two if he falls on real hard times mm. no probably not like, I, I see her as the lock his ass up type. Exactly. Just, I see her as the, oh, well, this is mine now. I'll take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Ashley's mother-in-law has one more question. Okay. Um. So, uh, 929.71, is Joshua the one for me? Can you give me insight where I need to be looking or what I need to be doing differently? You know, he follows a very traditional stance on things. That can be problematic. He also can be very boring and nitpicky at times, normally when he's not eight. Do I think he's the one for you? I think he's the best the one I've looked at. Although overall, I really wish you would stop shopping in the clearance section for men, honey. Like there is a reason these guys have been rejected so many times. I feel like you are probably finding a relationship, but I'm still looking at three months and I don't think it's any of these. If you want the high quality one, I don't think this is any of these. Like, so basically what I hear is if you want to go date around, date around. Right. Go for dinner, enjoy the time and the company, but don't be like writing out the wedding announcement. Uh-uh. Like it's no, uh, you're 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 still kissing frogs, honey. Well, again, but he's the best frog out of them. That's our well, that's frog. wonderful. The frog with the least warts. That just sounds, you know, <laughs> but true. Right. Oh, understandable, understandable. But no, she apparently bought the independent, and I didn't know that. Yeah. No, Melania's been good with her investments. She's yeah. been very shrewd and very careful. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's a playboy. Yeah. Like he grew up in an era in which he was he he uh, aspired to a playboy lifestyle. He fundamentally lived it in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And the 80s, and probably still now, um, though that's gotten diminished and isn't quite as, you know, nah, as mm-hmm. it used to be. Right. Um, but 
he's also a product of you know what's third generation second generation money uh-huh. like he is his thing yeah. and then you can see it in his kids yeah um you know like at least the boys oh yeah like they are definitely third generation money they are here to fuck it up uh-huh. run it into the ground and burn it down behind them right um i i think that you know his daughter's probably done the best yeah at least she had the intelligence to marry money uh-huh. um well, so actually, she can his least... first daughter is the one i think will do oh. the best out of all of them and that's because she's been raised by her mother she has not been involved with him at all like he divorced divorced mother and divorced the situation um and i think she's probably got the most level head on her yeah but no ivanka not yeah Uh, well i think she's still gonna come out okay no that's not his oldest daughter no not the oldest daughter i'm still saying the younger one yeah ivanka Mm -hmm. ivana trump first wife ivanka daughter right i think i've got that in the right order I, i always get confused I'll screw it up over and over. Uh, honestly, it's just confusing. Right. Um, but for Ivanka, I, I think she at least had the intelligence to marry enough money to keep her comfortable. Right. Like she wasn't stupid. Right. Like she didn't marry for love. God knows. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't marry for looks. Again, um, that's kind of self-evident. But she married enough stable, comfortable money. Right that if all else blew up Mm -hmm. she wasn't going to go to her grave poor right that you know they would make do Mm -hmm. with like a new mercedes every couple of years right you know and only one housekeeper oh darn still if that's your safety net that's your safety net right like I'm just saying, she she wasn't like you know taking on that like let's take the money and burn it down, mm-hmm. you know, and party our way out of it. She she's made some decent decisions for her own life, right? And that's about all that can be said there, right? Um, you know, she's not going to the grave poor. Mm-hmm. Like, not unless Jared gets arrested for a bunch of stupid shit. But I still don't think he's quite that dumb. Oh, that's debatable. Like, I get there's a lot of hate for him and understandable hate for him. But at the same time, I think he's still smart enough to make sure that his money, like, there's extra money. Right. Well, like not that, but I think her mother has instilled in her to stand on her own two feet and don't trust a man. Mm. Not with her purse. True. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest compliment I can give her. Right. I just don't think she's dumb enough to... Like, she, she looked at her, her choices. Right. And she, she chose a safety net. Right. Like, just in case this all goes south. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even she could read the writing on the wall. 
right. that daddy's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and this may all blow up. Mm-hmm. Long before. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of us were looking at, you know, the shit show in charge right. and going, whoa. Yeah. This is frightening. So, yeah. Wow. I think we got everyone's questions or. Our, yeah. Our, I'm our, looking here um, at some of the things going on in Australia. It's highly interesting. Oh. Yeah, they're getting ready to reopen their economy. Wow. Yeah. Now, out of them all, New Zealand and Australia have done the best during this COVID episodes. Um, They may even allow foreign tourists to enter the country in 2022 at the earliest, even though its priority travels by its own um, inclined citizens and permanent residents. Skilled migrants and students who are vaccinated when would then be allowed in, according to Channel 7's reconfirming the plan announced in recent days. Um, We want to get international visitors as well. I believe next year, Mr. Mosey said, um, the priority is Australians first. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, It's kind of sad Mm-hmm. By the same stroke, like right. so many other countries, right, have had this go so much better, or at least if it's not going well, at least everyone seemed like they were more on the same page, right? But you, you know, know what I mean? at like New Zealand and Australia, they're rocking like eighty percent vaccination rate. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more so at, like, some of the other countries that are having issues, it's more so they had massive problems getting enough vaccine. Right. Like, that's more where their problem hit. Right. It wasn't that no one wanted it. Like, the U.S., good God, Mm -hmm. you can get a vaccine everywhere. Right. Well, that's because we're making them. You know, well, but at the same time, like, it's just too easy. Right. And, like, it's not a fight for it. It, Like, you you can just walk in and get it. Your health department, like, fuck it. All over the place. Um, Versus other countries, it's like, hi, we're waiting for shipments. Can you hurry the fuck up? Like, we're a little screwed over here. Can you you please get those to us faster? (laughs) Like, we can, we are giving them out as quick as we can. Um, like we keep running out, right? Um, because I believe that was mostly the India problem, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They couldn't get it. Yeah. So they've also made a weird discovery. Oh, the world's deadliest birds was raised by humans eighteen hundred years ago in Australia. That's not surprising. Um. Have you seen Australian wildlife? That shit is crazy. Right. Um, Apparently, they're finding eggshells and coops and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, saying that the first people arriving in New Guinea at least 42,000 years ago, those settlers found the rainforest stocked by large, razor-footed cross wings and eventually worked out 
how to put them to use. During the excavation, the rock shelter sites in the islands of the Eastern Highlands, the Anarchists found that they were actually raising them. Oh, wow. Yeah, and using them, which is scary. So what for were they using them? I would say for protection, kind of like we do guard dogs. Yeah, Brenda's with me. She's like, deadly animals equals Australia normal. They yeah. have killer everything. They do. They do. But I just find it interesting when we go back and find that we domesticated most of the world's dangerous animals. Well, yeah. Dogs were wolves. We've domesticated every large cat known to found in um, Egypt. And now the Australians are domesticated had domesticated these basically ostriches on steroids <laughs> uh, yeah i mean considering everything else in the australian landscape right. that, is, that breathes uh pretty much will kill you i guess it was kind of a moment of like yeah fuck it yeah, um, but apparently they were also harvesting for eggs. Like, I don't know. If if the chicken could kill me, do I really want to eat its egg? Well, I mean, a lot of things can kill you that uh, we end up eating. <laughs> well, like, you know. And, there, and there's a certain pride to it. Like, when you eat alligator, you, you have to acknowledge the moment. Alligator is gummy and chewy and tastes like shoe leather. I know, but when you realize that one of those, like, one of those could kill you real easily. Like, I am not fighting an alligator for dinner. Like, nope. But when I can go into a restaurant and be like, yes, I would like that with alligator. Thank you. I feel a certain level of, like, yeah, food chain, top of, loving it. <laughs> yes, I said, eat the eggs so that there won't be more of them. No, apparently this was a large-scale operation on this island um, that raised them for, like, chickens, but also used them as guard animals. <coughs> of course, we have a friend that says that ducks and geese are the most evilest animals of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe the description is a switchblade knife with uh, feathers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I not wrong. Not wrong, but kind of like, scary. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Granted, I yeah. do love Shannon's comment though. Imagine being the first guy to be like, but bird pushed that out of them. I'm gonna eat it. Right. Again. I, you know someone had to be first. Right. I don't know. It's the weird part of humanity. We'll eat. We'll at least try to eat anything. Mm-hmm. Like we really will. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Like I'm still weirded out by chocolate covered roaches. That was the one that got me. I was like, no, no, no. Like chocolate covered crickets. No, no, no. Insects in general. No, no, no. not happening.
Oh, but Shannon, the first person to eat mushrooms had quite the experience, I'm sure, because you know someone had to figure out which ones are psychedelic, right? Which ones are poisonous? Which ones are like mm, yummy with pizza? Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, there's ways to tell what's poisonous and what's not. Now. Yes. Now, but you know, at some point, someone had to, like all of this, all herbs, all plants, all, someone had to be the first one to be like, well, let's see what happens. And like there was a bear gorillas in like 100 AD who mm -hmm. had to figure this shit out. Who's like, fuck it, let's do it. Right. They are very good. Just don't put them in a blender. Chocolate hummus? Yeah. Ew. That's what I'm saying. But chocolate covered chickpeas. Ew. I don't think I'm ready for that. You pay attention to what the animals won't eat, and then you don't eat it, because it'll kill you. Unless you want to kill the animals, then you mash it up and shoot it with them. Well, there's that. And then scar out the meat so you don't poison yourself. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Well, guys, it's been a great evening. I hope you've enjoyed. We've enjoyed. We'll be back Friday with a lot of GPLT news because there's a lot going on. Um, yes. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Share us with your friends. Pass us around. Brenda, seriously? Brownie hummus at Walmart here. Ooh. Oh, I'm not, like, mm -mm. I need a better explanation than brownie hummus. Like, we're talking, like, it's chickpea and brownie, or we're talking, like, it's brownie hummus, and it's just something else entirely, but it looks like hummus. Like, I'm confused now. Well, but, yeah, but she's got that good Walmart. Well, she's got the good Walmart. But it's got, it's like, the sushi. Well, yeah. Or that I wanted to try. I'm just, oh. Those are words I know I don't think go together. Like, I just, I got to look at this now. Yeah. Like, the, there's a brownie hummus. Okay. Oh. I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm seeing it. Um, brownie batter dessert hummus. This is actually a target. Um, I'm just curious. Wow. Brownie batter hummus uh, makes for a delectable treat. Made with chickpeas, vanilla extract, cocoa powder, and brown sugar for a sweet taste. Perfect for serving with pretzels, apples, strawberries, bananas, and more. Mm -hmm. All I got to say is the lesbian's got to calm the fuck down. Like, you, you're mixing chocolate and chickpeas. Y'all got to calm down. Now all they need is salted pretzels to dip it in. Well, true. It would be the perfect PMS snack. Yep. Oh, Sandy says, neat video of Q&A with your kitty laying behind your head. Aww. Ah. Order video. Oh. Ah. Chocolate hummus is kind of thick. Yeah, I would say it would be. Uh-huh. 
Like that's that's. I mean, hummus is kind of like thick. I'm just saying. Alrighty. Alrighty. So we have some baristas to thank, and we do love our baristas, and we do want to tell them uh, thank you very much for supporting us and the show. And specifically, we would like to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Gist, Shannon C, Shannon D, the ever-wonderful Lady Gwendolyn, and Charles Shaw. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the lovely barista benefits, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yes, and also, have a great week. Mm -hmm. Take time for you. This is going to be a really interesting week. Remember, we have six planets in retrograde currently. Hold on to it. Um, yeah. You know, work it as you can work it. I've heard a lot about kimonos. We haven't been there yet. Um, wasabi fusion. We haven't been there yet either. Um, so, yeah, we need to be hitting those up here soon. Maybe our next trip up, Brenda. But always, wash your hands, wear your mask when you're in crowds or feel uncomfortable, and smile. Yes. And get yourself through things. All right, y'all. You have a wonderful night, and we'll see you on Friday. Bye, y'all. Bye. Can't stop me now